Section 17 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, 1821 through 1890. Section 17 when it was the eight hundred and thirtieth night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that hasan began relating to sheikh abd al kadus and sheikh abu al ruwaysh who sat chatting in the cave all that had passed first and last till he came to the tale of the rod and cap whereupon quoth abd al kadus o my son thou hast delivered thy wife and thy children and hast no further need of the two now we were the means of thy winning to the islands of Wak and i have done thee kindness for the sake of my nieces the daughters of my brother wherefore i beg thee of thy bounty and favour to give me the rod and to shake abu al ruwaysh the cap when hasan heard this he hung down his head being ashamed to reply i will not give them to you and said in his mind indeed these two sheikhs have done me great kindness and were the means of my winning to the islands of wak and but for them i had never made the place nor delivered my children, nor had I gotten me this rod and cap. So he raised his head and answered, Yes, I will give them to you, but, O oh my lords, I fear lest the supreme king, my wife's father, come upon me with his commando and combat with me in my own country, and I be unable to repel them for want of the rod and cap. Replied Abd al-Kadus, Fear not, O oh my son, we will continually succor thee, and keep watch and ward for thee in this place and whosoever shall come against thee from thy wife's father or any other him we will fend off from thee wherefore be thou of good cheer and keep thine eyes cool of tear and hearten thy heart and broaden thy breast and feel not whatsoever of fear for no harm shall come to thee when hasan heard this he was abashed and gave the cap to abu al ruwaysh saying to abd al kadus accompany me to my own country and i will give thee the rod at this the two elders rejoiced with exceeding joy and made him ready riches and treasures which beggar all description he abode with them three days at the end of which he set out again and the sheikh abd al kadus made ready to depart with him so he and his wife mounted their beasts and abd al kadus whistled when behold a mighty big elephant trotted up with forehand and feet on amble from the heart of the desert and he took it and mounted it then they farewelled abu al ruwaysh who disappeared within his cavern and they fared on across country traversing the land in its length and breadth wherever abd al kadus guided them by a short cut and an easy way till they drew near the land of the princesses whereupon hasan rejoiced at finding himself once more near his mother and praised allah for his safe return and reunion with his wife and children after so many hardships and perils and thanked him for his favours and bounties reciting these couplets haply shall allah deign us twain unite and locked in strict embrace we'll hail the light and wonders that befell me i'll recount and all i suffered from the severance blight and fain i'll cure my eyes by viewing you for ever yearned my heart to see your sight i hid a tale for you my heart within which when we meet o morn i'll fain recite i'll blame you for the deeds by you were done but while blame endeth love shall stay in sight 
hardly had he made an end of these verses when he looked and behold there rose to view the green dome and the jetting fount and the emerald palace and the mountain of clouds showed to them from afar whereupon quoth abd al kadus rejoice o hasan in good tidings to-night shalt thou be the guest of my nieces at this he joyed with exceeding joy and also did his wife and they alighted at the domed pavilion where they took their rest and ate and drank after which they mounted horse again and rode on till they came upon the palace as they drew near the princesses who were daughters of the king brother to sheikh abd al kadus came forth to meet them and saluted them and their uncle who said to them o daughters of my brother behold i have accomplished the need of this your brother hasan and i have helped him to regain his wife and children so they embraced him and gave him joy of his return in safety and health and of his reunion with his wife and children and it was a day of festival with them then came forward hasan's sister the youngest princess and embraced him weeping with sore weeping whilst he also wept for his long desolation after which she complained to him of that which she had suffered for the pangs of separation and weariness of spirit in his absence and recited these two couplets after thy fairy never chanced i spy a shape but did thy form therein descry nor closed mine eyes in sleep but thee i saw e'en as though dwelling twixt the lid and i when she had made an end of her verses she rejoiced with joy exceeding and hasan said to her o my sister i thank none in this matter save thyself over all thy sisters and may allah almighty vouchsafe thee aidance and countenance then he related to her all that had passed in his journey from first to last and all that he had undergone telling her what had betided him with his wife's sister and how he had delivered his wife and wees and he also described to her all that he had seen of marvels and grievous perils even to how queen nur al huda would have slain him and his spouse and children and none save them from her but the lord the most high moreover he related to her the adventure of the cap and the rod and how abd al kadus and abu al ruwaysh had asked for them and he had not agreed to give them to the twain save for her sake wherefore she thanked him and blessed him wishing him long life and he cried by allah i shall never forget all the kindness thou hast done me from incept to conclusion and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and thirty-first night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when hasan foregathered with the princesses he related to his sister all that he had endured and said to her never will i forget what thou hast done for me from incept to conclusion then she turned to his wife manar al sana and embraced her and pressed her children to her breast saying to her o daughter of the supreme king there was no pity in thy bosom that thou partest him and his children and settest his heart on fire for them say me didst thou desire by this deed that he should die the princess laughed and answered thus was it ordained of allah extolled and exalted be he and whoso beguileth folk him shall allah beguile then they set on somewhat of meat and drink and they all ate and drank and made merry they abode thus ten days in feast and festival mirth and merry-making at the end of which time hasan prepared to continue his journey so his sister rose and made him ready riches and rarities such as defy description then she strained him to her bosom because of leave-taking and threw her arms round his neck whilst he recited on her account these couplets the solace of lovers is not but far 
and parting is not save grief singular and ill-will and absence are not but woe and the victims of love not but martyrs are and how tedious is night to the loving wight from his true love parted neath evening star his tears course over his cheeks and so he cries o tears be there more to flow with this hasan gave the rod to sheikh abd al kadus who joyed therein with exceeding joy and thanking him and securing it mounted and returned to his own place then hasan took horse with his wife and children and departed from the palace of the princesses who went forth with him to farewell him then they turned back and hasan fared on over wild and wold two months and ten days till he came to the city of baghdad the house of peace and repairing to his home by the private postern which gave upon the open country knocked at the door now his mother for long absence had forsworn sleep and given herself to mourning and weeping and wailing till she fell sick and ate no meat neither took delight in slumber but shed tears night and day she ceased not to call upon her son's name albeit she despaired of his returning to her and as he stood at the door he heard her weeping and reciting these couplets by allah heal o my lords the unwhole of wasted frame and heart worn with dole and you grant her a meeting tis but your grace shall whelm in the boons of the friend her soul i despair not of union the lord can grant and to weal of meeting our woes control when she had entered her verses she heard her son's voice at the door calling out o mother mother ah fortune hath been kind and hath vouchsafed our reunion hearing his cry she knew his voice and went to the door between belief and misbelief but when she opened it she saw him standing there and with him his wife and children so she shrieked aloud for excess of joy and fell to the earth in a fainting fit hasan ceased not soothing her till she recovered and embraced him then she wept with joy and presently she called his slaves and servants and bade them carry all his baggage into the house so they brought in every one of the loads and his wife and children entered also whereupon hasan's mother went up to the princess and kissed her head and bust her feet saying o daughter of the supreme king if i have failed of thy due behold i crave pardon of almighty allah then she turned to hasan and said to him o my son what was the cause of this long strangerhood he related to her all his adventures from beginning to end and when she heard tell of all that had befallen him she cried a great cry and fell down a fainting at the very mention of his mishaps he solaced her till she came to herself and said by allah o my son thou hast done unwisely in parting with the rod and the cap for hadst thou kept them with the care due to them thou wert master of the whole earth and its breadth and length but praised be allah for thy safety o my son and that of thy wife and children they passed the night in all pleasance and happiness and on the morrow hasan changed his clothes and donning a suit of the richest apparel went down into the bazaar and bought black slaves and slave girls and the richest stuffs and ornaments and furniture such as carpets and costly vessels and all manner of other precious things whose like is not found with kings moreover he purchased houses and gardens and estates and so forth and abode with his wife and his children and his mother eating and drinking and pleasuring nor did they cease from all joy of life in its solace till there came to them the destroyer of delights and the severer of societies and glory be to him who hath dominion over the seen and the unseen who is the living the eternal who dieth not at all and men also recount the adventures of khalifa the fisherman of baghdad 
there was once in tides of yore and in ages and times long gone before in the city of baghdad a fisherman khalifa hight a pauper wight who had never once been married in all his days it chanced one morning that he took his net and went with it to the river as was his wont with the view of fishing before the others came when he reached the bank he girt himself and tucked up his skirts then stepping into the water he spread his net and cast it a first cast and a second but it brought up naught he ceased not to throw it till he had made ten casts and still naught came up therein wherefore his breast was straitened and his mind perplexed concerning his case and he said i crave pardon of god the great there is no god but he the living the eternal and unto him i repent there is no majesty and there is no might save allah the glorious the great whatso he willeth is and whatso he nilleth is not upon allah to whom belong honour and glory dependeth daily bread whenas he giveth to his servant none denieth him and whenas he denieth a servant none giveth to him and of the excess of his distress he recited these two couplets and fate afflict thee with grief manifest prepare thy patience and make broad thy breast for of high shall send to wait upon unrest sweet rest then he sat awhile pondering his case and with his head bowed down recited also these couplets patience with sweet and with bitter fate and weep that his will he shall consummate night oft upon woe as on abscess acts and brings it up to the bursting state and chance and change shall pass o'er the youth and fleet from his thoughts and no more shall bait then he said in his mind i will make this one more cast trusting in allah so haply he may not disappoint my hope and he rose and casting into the river the net as far as his arm availed gathered the cords in his hands and waited a full hour after which he pulled at it and finding it heavy and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section seventeen recorded by sylvia Emby in washington state